Hey everyone, Kareem Ray here, and today I have Gabriel Nunez on with us. Gabriel, how's it going? Hello, Kareem. Thank you for having me. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. So can you please introduce yourself to the viewers? Yes, of course. My name is, well, you just said my name is Gabriel Nunez. I'm a, I'm a Dominican Salvadorian player. You know, I, I recently signed with a, a first division team here in Salvador called Atletico Marte, and I've been playing professional soccer since I was 18. Um, but in first division, since you know, I'm, I actually made my debut in first division at age 25. Nice. So that's that's pretty late. Um, yeah. To sign your first, that was your first pro contract at 25, right? That was my my debut in the first league. You know, playing first division in in you know in the world. But I've played in the past. You know, I was in I was in Mexico, I was in Portugal, I was in Denmark, I was in Spain. I did sign contracts, but I was never in the in the, like actual. In the first division of of a of a of a country. Got it. So can you you know just take us back in time to where football all began for you? Yes, for sure. I mean, uh, well, I've always been a, a a football fanatic, you know, and soccer for me was always a like a way in uh, because I throughout my childhood I I and because of my father's work we tended to go from from countries to countries, and uh, football was like always like a way in to make friends kind of, and then. You know, after I started realizing how, you know, good of a player I was and that I could actually, you know, began liking, you know, playing football consistently, I decided, you know, to actually pursue the career of, of becoming a, a pro athlete. Um, I went to IMG to for my high school career. And after that, I had, um, had two options. I had an option of signing a, a contract in third division in Denmark, uh, or go to the NCAA, you know, and play play there in, in actually very good college programs. I decided to go the pro, to the pro route. Uh, unfortunately, while in Denmark, three weeks in, I tore my ACL for the first time. So that kind of took me out of the game for, you know, roughly one year. And then after that, you know, I just literally, you know, went, I, I, I was able to, to, to go pro. I came back after one year of not playing. I went to Mexico, played there for, for one year, I signed a pro contact with Querétaro under 20s. And then after that, um, I came back to El Salvador. I played with Alianza. It was a first division team as well. Uh, and then I went to Portugal for three years to play in the, in the third division. And then at age roughly 25 is when I got an offer to go come back home to El Salvador to play in a team that just came, came from the second division. I took the offer and I played... Uh, uh, his name is Independiente. I played for them for one year and a half before the, the pandemic hit us, uh, which was actually, you know, that was where my, I had my debut and, you know, I had my first, my first goal, goal in the first division. I had plenty of minutes. I got called to a national team while being Independiente. Um, then after, you know, when the pandemic hit us, I transferred to a, one of the four best teams in the country, which is Firpo. Unfortunately, I got my second ACL tear with Firpo took me out of the game uh, for roughly six months. And when my and half season, the, the, you know, the team decided to call me, get me, you know, release me because of my injury. Um, and I signed a pro, a, a, a deal with a, a first division team in the Dominican Republic, which is my second home country. Played there for this year. And I recently signed, I came back to El Salvador, recently signed with Atletico Marte. And we're just Saturday, hopefully we start, uh, the season.
Nice, nice. That's awesome. So what country is that in for uh, the team that you're playing with right now? Atletico Marte is in El Salvador. Salvador, okay, nice. So can you just paint a picture for people that never been there yet um, of what, you know, how it is over there? Well, El Salvador is, is probably one of the smallest countries in, 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 in Central America. Actually, it is the smallest country. Um, as my, you might understand, you know, South, you know, South American people were really passionate about the sport. And, um, you know, we play out of literally our hearts and, and, and how much we love it. So it's actually a very, like, intense game. You know, every game has a, you know, you play like if you have, like, a chip on your shoulder all the time. So that's, like, has been for me the, 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 the big – I've seen the biggest difference in where I've played, you know, in my past the, to here to, to, to El Salvador and South American countries is that, that you play like if you have a chip on your shoulder that you always want to demonstrate how good you are. Uh, to the opposing team, you know, and um, as a, you know, it's a very competitive league and a competitive atmosphere, but, you know, nothing, you know, that's easy, it's, it's worth doing. So, you know, I'm actually very happy to be here. Absolutely. Can we just dive in a little bit deeper of how you went pro? So, you know, you signed, did you sign your first pro contract at 21? I signed my first pro contract at uh, 21, yes. I was, I was actually, in, I was, no, I was 20. I, I was just turning 20. Um, it was in Mexico. Uh, I was playing in Querétaro for the under twenties. Uh, you do sign a pro contract, you know. You 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 do you do get paid, you know, if that's what you mean. But I didn't really have, you know, my actual debut in first division until I was twenty five. Got it right. Which I did say was like pretty late, but that's still amazing because you know you were able to accomplish your dreams. And I I always say that you know there's two hundred and what is it two hundred and thirty or two hundred and fifty million. Uh, players around the world that play football at different levels, but there's only 130,000 pro players, according to FIFA's 2019 report. So you're a part of that. Like, that's not even 1%, and you're a part of that. So how much does that mean to you to actually accomplish uh, your goal and dreams? Well, I think that, you know, you said something about it. It's late. For me, being late or, or time is, is, is irrelevant, and I think those are just, like, points of views because I know many athletes, you know, especially young ones that, they have that pressure. I want to go pro at age 18. And um, I just want to say that, you know, for the people that hear this, that are younger, that don't put that pressure on yourself. Because if I was able to, to do that 25, which is something, you know, that's supposedly not common, I think everybody can do it. Um, but in, regardless, in regarding your, your question of, of, of 1% of the, you know, less than 1%, um, I feel um, extremely, well, Obviously, it's an honor for me because to, 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 to do what you love and, and be able to win money out of it, I think that's like a blessing. But I also worked for it. So it didn't come from, you know, just grace of, of God. You know, it's something that, that I did I, and I continue to put in the time uh, to, for it. And, and, you know, every opportunity that has come to my life, I've been able to get the most out of it. Um, understanding the opportunities don't really don't usually come up twice. So I've always been ready for the for the time, and I was consistent and delivered with my training, and it, and and you know it it came that day came, and I'm actually very happy to 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 be part of this environment. Absolutely. So, you know, 25. Obviously, I didn't make up the rules, which is late. It's a part of the game. They you know they say 25 is late, but. A lot of players are not able to go from 20 to 25 and still keep that dream alive. So what advice would you give to players to say, hey, keep going? Like, there's light at the end of the tunnel if you, if you 
try or work hard enough or make the right connection? I think you just need to trust the process. I mean, uh, and then understand that you cannot compare your your path to someone else's path because we're all different, we're all unique individuals. You know, we're all crafted differently, you know, um, but we're all made perfect. So if we understand that and we stick to what we know it's working and what, what's yours is yours, you know, and I was consistent and deliberate with my training and my performances. And uh, I just decided to stick to it, you know, because I didn't want to leave the game with regrets. So basically after year after year, I told myself, well, I'm going to keep on going until doors closes until like a door, you know, just like something happens. That I truly believe that's like a message from the universe or from God or from whatever you believe that it's time to take a, take a side and up for something else. But in my case, every, after every year, I always had a new chance. So I said, you know, I'm just going to take it and see what happens at the end of the year. And, that, and that's how I've been living for year after year. Uh, until the day came when I went pro, you know, uh, they've been in the first division and doors are, 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 are still being opened year after year. So the day that I decide to leave the game, it's on my terms, not on, 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 on third parties or, or something that, you know, happens. Yeah, I love that. You mentioned that you got injured. You got, you tore your, UC, uh, your ACL, correct? Yeah. You know, injuries are, injuries are part of the game. It's very common. How'd you bounce back? I, has, I actually have had three ACLs. Wow. Uh, yeah. And that's actually like three years of your life. So that's not a, a, an easy thing to deal with. But um, yes, you know, injuries has been, has been common, but I believe it's, a, it's because of, of misunderstanding of how to properly train because our body is not meant to break down. As a matter of fact, if you look at our, our ancestors, their stress load and, 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 you know, how they live is much more, you know, intense and, than, than, we, than we have, you know. So I think it's the inappropriate training load that, that you know, uh, athletes have right now that are causing, uh, you know, so many muscle imbalances and, and which later lead to, to injuries. But in the psychological part, you know, dealing with injuries is one of the hardest things an athlete can have because you cannot play the game. You cannot be, in, you know, if you're on the bench, for example, that people say that not playing, you know, uh, uh, or not starting, it's it's a problem. But the worst thing is when you're sidelined uh, and you can't really do anything that you know physically wise in the moment while your where your peers are training. So it's a it's 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 very of a mental side of the game, which I developed it further when I was you know injured. Um, but again, when you're injured, you have a new job and it's to get back on the field. So everything you do must uh, be according to, to that. Got it. So what did, so, so three is insane. And you said three is like the end and you're able to still do it. 25, you're having your debut. You got your first debut. Now, how did it feel to have your first debut? Well, uh, to be honest, it was not the best debut I had. I was way too focused on too many external factors that I lost, you know, focus on actually, actually doing my job. So, I got taken out of mid half uh, at halftime. So, I mean, it's not, it was not the best debut. And to be fair, after that, I didn't play for 12 straight games. Uh, so that was like a bummer, but you know, I think it's everything is an experience and a learning process. Uh, and, you know, after that, you know, 12 games of not being able to see one minute on the field, you know, I knew what had to be corrected. And once I got my chance again, you know, I, I didn't let it go. That's tough, 12 games simply because of your debut, like your performance of the debut. So how did you deal with that? 
like that's something out of your control but um you know what would you say is is that something you can have more influence on or is that something out of your hands no i think everything is under your control it's just that i in my debut i focused too much on my emotions you know i was focusing on, on what i was feeling and who was watching on the national anthem you know there's so many things and feelings you feel that day you know that i was not able to grasp on what truly mattered so i was the one that took myself out of the field you know it's, it's that's my on my control that's i was not able to withhold my composure uh on that day um and logically you know the the the, the coach's job is on the line you know so they want to play the best players no matter what and unfortunately you know my head was not in the game that day and i paid the consequences you know i paid for the consequences until the coach saw or the president or whoever makes you know the big decisions saw that i was ready again up for the challenge and i started another game 12 weeks after uh and i knew what i had to be corrected and and thankfully you know i was a uh, uh, I maintained my, my level of intensity throughout those 12 weeks. I never got my head down. And once the day came again, you know, I took the chance and I had a great game. And since then, I began starting almost every single match. Nice. That's really good to hear. So, you know, the difference between amateur to pro, obviously, on a playing-wise, is extremely different. But, you know, from amateur to pro, now you're getting paid to do what you love. So what comes with that? Well, obviously, the degree of responsibility is higher, uh, but I think something that should not ever change is that see, see football as, as work, because it isn't. It's just a game. Uh, and that's something that many young athletes, you know, once they do that transition, they start, you know, putting pressure on themselves because they're getting paid. And yes, there is a pressure and, and there's more responsibility for you to have because you're getting paid. But at the end of the game, at the end of the day, you play out of love for the game. That's what got you there. So you can never forget, you know, where you come from or how that fire began. Um, but yeah, with, with, with getting paid, you have to be more professional. You have to be more disciplined. You have to follow orders. You have to be on time earlier, stay later, you know. But in essence, something that should not change is, is, is for example, how you approach the game. Mm, I like that. So Gabriel, what would you, you know, let's dive a little bit into on the pitch. What position do you play and uh, what advice would you give to players that play that position? Well, I'm a center mid. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I, I play like a mixed role. Sometimes I'm more defensive. Sometimes I can do the attacking role. Here in my current team, I'm, I'm playing, you know, we're playing with two center mids. So we do a, kind of like a box-to-box -box midfielder. I mean, it's, uh, by nature, you have to be pretty, pretty good physically, you know, you're standing level needs to be pretty pretty high to be able to do box-to-box -box full 90 minutes. Your field awareness is to be on top because you need to be aware of where your teammates are, where pressure is coming, and what decisions you want to have before the ball comes. So you have to have, you know, a pretty good field awareness and tactical awareness. You have to be smart. Um, logically, you need to have, you know, good passing skills. Well, at least, you know, if you win the ball, make the simple pass and pass the ball on to someone that's technically better than you um overall i think the midfield role is one of those roles that one of those positions where you need to be a pretty well-rounded well athlete but most importantly i believe that if you have the mental edge over your opponent and over your teammates you can play anywhere i mean if you're able to adapt to what the circumstances are coming i mean the, the faster you think you know 
the better it is because your feet are just tools. Got it. Great points. What did, you know, how did you level up in your mind that in, in regards to that? Sorry, can you repeat the question? For sure. So you mentioned mindset being an important yeah. aspect of the game before the physical. So how did you level up in your mindset? What things did you do to train your mind? Well, first of all, I mean, experiences, there's just two things that I called mind, you know, the mind in the game, which, you know, the more time you play, you know, the, the, you know, the more aware you are of what the, you know, the game is bringing to you. So you, you're able to take better decisions. Uh, and that comes just by playing time and training. Um, obviously, you know, I do try to, uh, you know, outside the game, you know, do some sort of visualization before matches or the day of, you know, or be apply, you know, meditation techniques to, to, to understand my thought process, understanding that, you know, the more focused you're on the match, you know, the better it is that you will perform, you know, you will know what to think about, or at least, you know, you're going to be able to get in that zone that people talk about, uh, which is just simply cutting down emotions and being just driven on what you have to do. Then you have the mental resilience that's built through a, a adversities basically uh which you know i have gone through a fair share and you know that mental resilience and toughness just also comes through through you know your experiences with in and out of the field mm, got it so if you don't mind me asking how old are you right now i'm 27 27 so you're moving into your veteran years or it could be your veteran years right now you know going back in time what advice would you give would you give to yourself you know 16 years you know 16 years old what would you say to yourself what advice my advice advice for 16 years okay well to be fair i would say care less um care less on what people think about you care less about what coaches think about you care less about your what your family thinks about you care less about you what your friends think about you just care less you know enjoy the moment uh, because I truly believe that the future is created through the, your thought, thoughts, actions, and words. Uh, so that would be my my number one um, probably tip. I'll, I'll tell myself just to care less. Got it. That's a good. That's a good point. The last question I'll ask. Actually, last two questions. I know ten minutes left. Um, sorry, I went over time. No worries. This is amazing. So you can keep on asking questions. It's no problem. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, what changed once you signed your first pro contract? Well, for, first of all, what's, what's added, you, you have a little bit more money in your, in your, in, in, in your pocket. So you're able to, you know, uh, invest in, 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 in other things. But for the most part, what truly changed was my time uh, in, in the, in essence that, you know, you just have less time to do other things because, once you sign your pro contract, that's your priority. You know, uh, you know, you have travelings in the weekends, or you miss family times, you miss birthday parties, you miss uh, so many social events that could could matter to you. You know, and that happened with in my case. You know, I'm I've missed so many trips with my family in the past years that I don't even remember when was the last time I had a birthday together. You know, my birthday with them. You know, so those are the things. Probably that's you know my time is 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 now limited limited because sometimes we train twice a day you travel in the weekends uh 
for example, yesterday we had a match in the evening, you know, when I had to be with the team since six in the morning. So it's a full day that you invest in the team for 90 minutes. So you have to be aware that once you go pro, I mean, you devote yourself to the team and there's no excuses on whether, you know, you're sick, you're, you're, you have a birthday or you feel injured or whatever. I mean, there's no excuses on, on showing up on time and doing the work. Absolutely. And the last, the last question before we dive into the fun questions, what's your most memorable football moment in your life? I have two, you know, that come into my mind. First one was my debut in the national team because I was, you know, playing for your country, one of the best things any athlete can do. And the second one was my first goal in the first division, uh, which we were losing 1-0, one one and I tied in like the 85th minute. So that was just, uh, you know, one of the best feelings I've, I've ever had. That's awesome. Yeah, national team's a, a huge accomplishment. All right, yeah. so dive into the speed questions. You got to answer them fast, Gabriel. So it's five. Um, the first one is your favorite team? Real Madrid. Favorite player? Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, favorite cleats? Uh, I would say um, uh, Mercurial. Uh, favorite food? I would say Salmon. Favorite artist? Uh, is, musical artist? Music, yeah. Yeah, I would say probably Spanish. I'm not sure, but Daddy Yankee. And what's your favorite song by him? Uh, Dura. Dura, okay. I'll see. If I remember, I'll check it out. But Gabriel, um, before we go, I just want to thank you for taking the time for joining us on the One Soccer Nation podcast. No, and thank you for the invitation. I had loads of fun.